You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And good morning again from America's Web Radio. And we are ecstatic about today. We've got Rocky Blyer on the line. We've got Joe Delap in here from uh, St. Jude's Foundation and Warriors to Citizens. And um, like I said, we've got Rocky Blyer on. And Rocky... Uh, it, it's amazing to have one star in the studio and one star in uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, that uh, have two stars on and then a third one joining us a little bit later. So welcome to America's Web Radio. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Bert, on, this, uh, on the program. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to our discussion today. So, Well, um you, you, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we do a lot of, uh, veteran shows, and, uh, I have a son that's, uh, a major in the Air Force, and so we're very in tune, and I'm a vet, and we're very in tune to, uh, veterans and their stories, and we do, uh, Pete Mecca, uh, is a, uh, Lieutenant Colonel retired that does a show called A Veteran's Story. And uh, we do a number of veteran shows and active duty shows. And uh, you you certainly are an example of someone that says I'll never quit. And uh, I, I think your story is just absolutely amazing. And uh, at some point, we'd love to have you on one of our veteran shows, if you don't mind. Oh no, that'd be fun to do. Yes, it would be. Well, we got some. I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank you for your service, but more importantly, I want to thank you for bringing out the uh, <clears throat> issues, you know, of our veterans and our and our military personnel, and uh, and being able to tell their stories. I think it's so very, very important that uh, uh, that there's a voice out there, and they have uh, a support mechanism in which uh, they can get their stories told. Well, I, I don't know if you uh, had a chance to go online and look at our website, but uh, like I said, we do. Uh, I do a show called David's Pick, which is this is really sort of the business hour portion of it. But it's uh, I do a show on uh, Thursday called David's Pick that's always talking to a veteran, and generally speaking, um, because. Uh, I was in the Vietnam era that uh, we have Vietnam veterans that are on. And um, let me ask, did you always, was it in the back of your mind, I want to play professional football? You know, the, <laughs> I think it, I think it's an evolution, you know, because who, now who really knows? So let's go back to, <laughs> I hate to put you in this category, Dave, but let's go back to our generation growing up and so. I was talking about growing up in the in the fifties and uh, you know going to high school in the, in the sixties. Unlike today, where we have um, uh, mass exposure, you know, to uh, you know, to communications, the sports world, uh, it's on television uh, twenty four hours a day, so on and so on. Um, is that of course that did not exist back there, you know, uh, bring up old memories, there was only uh, the three networks, they closed down at midnight, uh, games were of a regional nature at best, 
Uh, you listen to uh, sports uh, programs on the radio. <laughs> and so you didn't have the exposure that it is today. Yeah, you know. Um, well, like everybody else, you know, you, you grow up in a neighborhood, you play sports, you, you know, you kind of get involved and you go through junior high and, and then high school and who knows what's going to take place. And in high school, you have some success, or we did back then. And uh, and then and then you get recognized for that success that you have as a as a team, and then you start getting oh maybe you can go to college and and, and play. People are interested in you, and so then and then you go to college, and who knows what's going to happen there. So the dream was not necessarily to play professional sports, although I grew up in the state of Wisconsin and was a Packer fan, you know, and that, that was just at that. Moment moment in time in the, in the early 60s the Packers started to um, become uh, really great uh, and started to win championships and so it, 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 it became kind of a topic of conversation then all of a sudden this was something new new what what's new well my I remember my high school friends you know parents talking about tailgate parties and we were like what, what is that? And they started wearing um, uh, gold and green uh, for the Packers, you know, and they were talking, this was a whole new environment that, uh, uh, that, that, that we kind of grew up with. And it really wasn't maybe until college. And we had success at Notre Dame when I was there under Era Parsegian. And by my junior year, we were... Uh, won the national championship um, it wasn't a playoff like they have today but that was my first thought of maybe, maybe, maybe I might have an opportunity to play in the NFL of some sort who knows um, and uh, then through my senior year eventually uh, in the draft of that year I did get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers I wasn't their first choice, David. Just I, I wanted to get that straight. I, <laughs> I, I, I did not even make their top ten list. I, I was the 417th person picked in the draft that year. Well, somebody obviously knew what they were doing by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and but it was an opportunity, and um, so I I came to Pittsburgh. So to answer your question at that at that time, no, it really wasn't uh, until it got to you know that point where well maybe I could play, and uh, and not until I was in college. I see. Well, obviously somebody uh, knew what they were doing when they drafted you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether that was that, that was the case or not. Uh, and so, as I said, you know, fortunately, fortunately, within the structure of, of football at that time, um, there were seventeen rounds, uh, and so there was no um, a, no free agency, obviously. Um, and uh, unlike today, there's only seven rounds, and then you become a, you know a free agent that can sign and or whatever. But anyway, um, you became the property of that uh, of that team uh, during that period of time, and um, so I was just happy to have you know that opportunity as uh, as I said before. Well, it's it's uh, I there was a time, and I should ask uh, our we do a show called uh, Billion Dollar Ballers uh, 
right before this show, and uh, I, sh- I should have asked Jack. There was a time uh, that I knew some of the statistics, uh, like how many, you know, people in high school and then going in, coming out of college, you know, would give anything to be drafted, whether it's first or first ten or first 470th. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It's just the opportunity to play pro football. And uh, you oh. you certainly lived up to it. So, at what point did you uh, go to go to Nam, David? I I am sorry. I just I, I I've lost you. Okay. How about now? Is that better? Uh, yeah, not as uh, it's okay. 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 Uh, is that a little bit better? Not real clear. But hmm. I cold question. Okay, uh, I, I I can't remember the exact statistic, but uh, how many people would just love the opportunity to play in play pro football, uh, no matter how they were drafted, be uh, the first ten or the first four hundred seventieth? And there there are a lot of kids out there that would do anything to play. And, uh, well, that, well, that's true. So, you know, if you, if you, so you look at the odds, obviously, you know, to be able to make the team. There were four, there were four rookies that made the team that, uh, that, uh, that year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fortunately, I was one of them. Uh, and you, you know, and you go, well, you know, how does that, you know, correlate? Well, I think a lot of it, you know, had to do with, um, uh, what I what I learned at the University of Notre Dame, um, uh, the the skills that they taught us, the system in which we operated became um, very important in the fundamentals of the game um, as you bring it into the professional league, and so they gave me uh, a great basis of of of, 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 of how I can say fundamental football that um, a lot of other schools or players didn't have. And so, um, you know, I was <laughs> I was always like to say, I was a very coachable person, um, and, uh, and I took everything to heart uh, for what my coaches wanted and what they expected uh, specifically. And so you, you do that when you don't have great talent. So, I mean, I had... I, had, I, had, I was an athlete, and I had good talent, you know, but I wasn't extremely fast, I, uh, you know. And I, um, but I think I had a good football head and sense of, of what needed to be accomplished. And so that kind of, you know, gave me a, a, an opportunity. And it's all about, you know, and it's really, you know, what you want to get accomplished. And it's about... Um, <clears throat> You know, playing special teams, and it's about oh, getting down and you know, and and doing the things that are, are asked of you, and and uh, and 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 you show you know aggressiveness and um, and the willingness to learn and to you try to become better. And I think that all stands out in the minds of uh, of coaches, and especially when they are making those final decisions of who's going to make the team or not make the team. So. Uh, um, so who knows what that criteria was, but that's what I think that 
that had taken place. And so you find yourself in that position, and uh, uh, and, and, and and I get a chance to play um, in, in about three fourths of that season before I got drafted uh, uh, by um, Uncle Sam and and, and uh, to uh, to go into the military. You know, and I think what people have to understand at that time too, back in the um, in, 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 in the Vietnam era uh, it was that it was a very unpopular war the, the draft system unlike today which is an all volunteer draft system was uh, in vogue and, um, and you had to register for the draft after your 18th birthday you got a deferment to go to college if that be the case but if you dropped out or after you graduated then you went uh, back to a 1A classification and were eligible for the draft. Great um, greetings from your favorite uncle. As uh, in 1968, it was the height of the conflict over in Vietnam. Uh, we had the most uh, military personnel in country, and there was over 500,000 military personnel. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and, and so the... the, the <laughs> So the draft was very vibrant um, at that time. Yeah, you miss uh, so, you miss the best uh, part of that time, Rocky. Whatever, I fell through the cracks, and uh, I got my draft notification um, to report to the army and uh, uh, and become a soldier. Yeah, you you miss the best time uh, during that uh, in the late sixties. Well, late sixties, really, in that. Uh, they have to go to Nam at that point when they were burning draft cards and bras at the same in the same barrel. <laughs> you know, and it was, and it was. I mean, as 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 well as uh, you know the uh, uh, the protests against the war um, and uh, you know burning draft cards uh, and in uh, the student movement. Uh, was really, you know, was really strong at that time. And the unfortunate thing is that the, the soldiers um, got identified with the conflict rather than with serving their country um, and uh, and making a commitment uh, to the extent that when you fulfilled your obligation and and um, and, and, and finished serving in Vietnam. Uh, is that it was advised that you change into civilian clothes um, on your uh, uh, when you return, so that you wouldn't be uh, spat upon or pointed out, or uh, or 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 worse, um, because you were in the military. But that haircut that gave you really, away, and that really uh, was a shame. And so. For the majority of of those who had returned, you know, they had to repress their feelings, um, kind of go underground, uh, not say a whole lot, you know, and go about their lives, whether it be going back to school or finding a job or getting married or staying in the service even. Um, but uh, so there was no place to go, though, um, and no place to share. And the VFW didn't really, you know, wrap their arms around you or the American Legion. Um, and uh, that soldier, for the majority of his period of time, just kind of um, kind of shut down. I mean, I've, I've heard stories over the years, as you probably as, as well, 
that, you know, dad or the uncle, we never talked about his service. He never talked about his experience. Um, and, um, and, and, and from an individual point of view, you know, you had, uh, it just wore on you, I think, you know, for the majority of, of those people that ultimately, um, uh, you know, resulted in, in, in some health, mental health problems. Hey, Rocky, uh, on, Rocky. Uh, worthwhileness and what did they do and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rocky, so, um, can I, Rocky, can I interrupt you? a long way in accepting our, our military personnel. Uh, but even in today's society, you know, there are tough transitions for them to um to, to be able to put that experience today in 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 in, in, in into perspective, and so um, even though they are appreciative, everybody thanks them for their service. You know, it's something that they individually, you know, have to go through as well. Rocky, so Rocky, um, can I, Rocky, can I interrupt you for a second? One, when I've had the opportunity uh, to be able to. Uh, represent the military aspect of my life. I, I jumped at that opportunity um, and uh, to try to be, make uh, an awareness factor to the general public of our military uh, people and their as human beings and what they and what they've gone through and what they continue to go through. Rocky, uh, Rocky, let me interrupt you. Uh, Joe has a question a for you. That happens, you know, with first responders um, and um, and anybody in uh, in anybody else in, um, in, in, in in within that realm. So that is uh, that's. Uh, Rocky, Rocky, that's a lot that's taken place. Rocky, this is Joe Delap. Can I ask you a few few questions? Yeah, Joe. Okay, so David, I I've uh, gotten to know Rocky uh, through this event we're doing together, Warriors for Hope, uh, which is January twenty eighth. We'll probably be talking about that a little bit later. And uh, we, he and I have had some really good discussions, and I will say that Rocky has given us countless hours. Uh, to the group that's holding this charity event, uh, he's attended. He's even attended most of our team meetings. Uh, he got an auction house that he uses uh, involved with this as well, uh, and that auction house has donated 25 sports memorabilia items uh, to the auction silent auction that we'll be holding. That's going to be that auction is going to be open starting uh, on Monday. But I wanted to ask Rocky a couple of questions. Again, is getting to know him. Uh, as he mentioned, he went to Notre Dame. He was captain of the uh, championship national championship football team. He gets drafted, as he said. I think he went in the 16th round. And Rocky, you just briefly, you you played a few games for Pittsburgh before you went overseas. Uh, yeah, so I played um, I, in the when I got so I played uh, ten of fourteen games. Uh, okay, my rookie season. Okay, uh, so here in Pittsburgh, and then you you go over yeah. So the, you go overseas, and what happens? I'm sorry, Joe, I missed that. You go overseas, and what happens when you're in Vietnam? Okay, so you know. Yeah, so my, I mean, my story is, you know, basically like 
you know, as they, like most military people at the time. I, I went over to Vietnam. I was with a, a ground unit. I was with the AmeriCal Division. I was with the 196th Brigade. I was with the 4th and 31st Infantry. Um, and and, uh, and, I, and I carried a grenade launcher. Um, M79? Um, and uh, with a unit uh, and, uh, and uh, doing what uh, we needed to do. Uh, and, and, and so what had taken place as, uh, um, as the story goes was that a sister company, very simple, very, very quickly, a sister company uh, was in the field and had been hit by an NVA uh, regiment. Uh, and there was a big firefight, and uh, we uh, were flown out into the valley to uh, get them out of the hot spot, and we finally got to uh, their firefight, um, and it, 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 it died down. It was late at night, um, and we pulled them out of that hot spot. And on the way, we ran into uh, another quick firefight as we were carrying the... Um, the, uh, our, our wounded and dead out, uh, and uh, we uh, were to say leave them, and, um, um, and 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 we'll come back and pick them up later on. So two days later, basically, that was our our mission going back to retrieve those bodies that we left behind, and um, um, and we ran into uh, another firefight, and so we were in an open waste paddy at the time. Uh, trying to take as much cover as we could, um, and that's when I got hit the, the first time. And then we dropped back uh, to set up another defensive position. Uh, they probed our perimeter, got close enough, and a hand grenade came flying through the air and um, and uh, went off uh, and landed at my feet and, and blew up through my right foot, knee, and thigh. And um, and again, we're another firefight. So I get hit twice that day, and um, um, and ultimately ended up uh, spending time uh, in uh, uh, in Tokyo, uh, and then back here at the states, um, where I spent nine months in the hospital and went through several operations. And the prognosis was that um, because of the damage that had happened, um, when I asked the question about my future in the NFL is that don't worry <laughs> you know just don't expect to get back to play I mean you'll have a normal life obviously you didn't lose a, a limb or anything but uh, damaged uh, that you will not be able to play anymore and, um, and so that was kind of a, it just kind of sucked the hope out of me at that time when I heard that and you know, kind of the interesting story thereafter is that uh, I got a postcard in the mail, simple postcard, had two lines on it. It said this. It said, uh, Rock, team's not doing well. We need you. Art Rooney, owner of the team. You know, it was like, wow, somebody, you know, somebody needed me. And it gave me that little sense of hope. Um, and eventually uh, I got out of the service and they invited me to come back to training camp. But it's that really little sense of hope uh, that we all cling on uh, that becomes important in our lives. And, you know, and that's what um, and that's what we do, uh, you know, every day within um, 
within Warriors to Citizen, an organization and I'm, that I'm uh, involved in, and uh, Warriors for Hope that we've talked about in the past with our relationship with St. Jude's, you know, is the creation of, 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 a, of, of, of a hope, of an end result um, that allows uh, families and patients, military as well, you know, to be able to pull their lives together, you know, and move in, in, in one direction. So basically that's what, what took place during my experience in, in the military. So, Rocky, it, it's uh, being in the military and the things that you're exposed to, and you, you went through some of the worst being uh, wounded twice. So you know what a, a soldier goes through in these, these horrific situations they go through. Uh, you you told me a story, and I hope you you can retell it because I know when we were talking, both of us had a little trouble with the story uh, about a convention you attended, and um, a person who may not have come through as well as you did uh, made a call to his wife. Can do you think you can retell that story? Um, Joe, I, I I think that you were asking me about a, a, a story. Um, and uh, and I quite you broke up on me, and I I quite didn't hear that question. It was a story that you were at a convention with other groups like uh, Warrior to Citizen. Oh yes, okay, fine, yes. You know, and the, the interesting thing, or the interesting thing is, is that you know today. Um, and, and it's an understanding, just an understanding of what, you know, takes place. In our military structure today, being an all-volunteer force that we have, um, is that, you know, our, our, our young soldiers, especially with the conflict that is going over in the Middle East in, 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 in these past years, is that um, there's a cycle of deployment. So there are, you know, there are soldiers, um, could be in the reserve, could be in the National Guard, could be regular army, and go on a, a, on a cycle. And all of a sudden you find yourself um, as deployed, not once, but in multiple times. So if we go back and you just go back through World War II and Korea, um, you were engaged for the, 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 the time of the war for a period of time. In Vietnam, it was a 12-month um, um, service in-country, in 12 to 13 months, and then you rotated back, and your obligation was, uh, was complete. Well, today, that obligation continues and continues and continues, so young soldiers will find themselves deployed multiple times, two times, three times, four times, over a period of, 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 of the years that they're in the service. And you have to understand, or it's very difficult to kind of put into context specifically that kind of a lifestyle. So there's a separation. There is uh, uh, an expectation. You separation from family. You know, you 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 go and you serve um, at the, uh, in the Middle East for a period of time, and you rotate back. 
you then all of a sudden you find yourself um, in the cycle and you're back uh, again. So from a communication point of view, let's just kind of think of it because we live in a in a, in, in a world of communication. So with cell phones and and and, and um, uh, and Zoom calls, and you know, is that um, I can, you know, all of a sudden I, I I'm, I'm confronted with uh, speaking with my family, if and then all of a sudden, you know, problems that arise there. Well, there's nothing that I can do about it because I'm over here, but yet you feel guilty, and so you got a foot in in two different worlds at the same time, um, and so that becomes difficult. Secondly, that separation, not understanding, or people not understanding necessarily what you go through, and then the trauma, if you're in a combat unit, whether it's just, say, a special ops unit or whatever it might be, um, is the, the, the constant pressure in which you're under to be able to operate, um, and that ultimately takes its toll. So if you look statistically at military personnel um, and in in uh, in their uh, divorce rates in their uh, suicide rates um, in their mental health problems you know it continuously grows up it goes up so let us just talk about you know divorce normally in our society it's 50 percent military it's up to 60 percent you go on a deployment goes up to 70 per you go on two deployments you know that 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 rate goes up um, dramatically and so in this case specifically and hopefully I can reiterate this story uh, without it getting emotionally involved in it because it, it was an emotional um, a, a story of a, a young family um, whose uh, husband um, was deployed nine times and um, ultimately we talk about post-traumatic stress uh, it t- took its toll and uh, we talk about moral injury that you go through the that an individual goes through or because of their own experience what's right and wrong and, and what what you have to do um, and 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 it wears on you and it and, and, and for a lot of people it just it's tough to, to overcome that and um, uh, in this case specifically um, the wife was talking about her husband's experience um, and the effect of the family and they had four kids um, and he was having emotional problems of being able to handle the point of what had taken place and as the story goes on is one time he had left um, the house and he called um, his wife and basically <clears throat> said I love you and um committed suicide that's awful so (laughs) the impact is what the impact is on the family the impact is on the spouse and uh, the kids and how do you handle 
that personal kind of trauma. So it's the same, I think, at times, trauma that families have. Joe, as you well know, at St. Jude's, um, when you're talking about a um, situation of, of, of a loved one, of a child, um, and fighting cancer and that impact that it has, but it's the, tr- the trickle-down effect that it has um, in, in, in the military and our first responders um, who go through the same kind of emotional problems, especially when there is, you know, a, a fire or uh, an emergency situation and you have to react and, you know, we're only structurally, you know, human beings and, uh, and our resiliency is, you know, is broken down and, um, and so you become very vulnerable within this. So this is, you know, so these are stories and the perspective of what get accomplished. Rocky, by the way, I want to mention the fact that just what you were talking about a second ago is that one thing that we do here at America's Web Radio is that uh, the number of different veteran shows that we do, we always mention that when a member of the family is deployed, the whole family is really deployed, whether it's a baby, the two-year-old, the mother, the wife, the whatever, they are all serving along with the spouse, be it the mother or the father, that happens to be serving. And we always recognize that it's not just one person being deployed, it's the whole family, because there are gaps that are made in the family that have to be filled. And uh, this is particularly true with the reservists that have been called up and uh, not used to uh, the sacrifices that... uh, the spouse will have to forego while the uh, the other member is deployed. But uh, I thought we had uh, Lee coming in. I heard the little tone, but um, I guess I was wrong. Not that that ever happens. So you uh, you came back, and uh, that note that you got from the owner that. That had to boost your morale beyond belief. Rocky, did, did you hear that question? Yes. For, okay. And there I just, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I missed that question by David. Uh, the note that you got from uh, Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. By the way, uh, I have to ask, uh, yes, I remember you, and um, certainly you're playing. Were you there? Or was that part of when Bradshaw was there as well? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! And so, is it was he as big a character as he seems the to be? Bradshaw came in 1970, and uh, uh, he was a. Uh, when I came back from uh, uh, from the service, I, I went to uh, uh, training camp in 1970, uh, and Bradshaw was a rookie coming in. So I played my whole career with with Mister Bradshaw. <laughs> Bradshaw is big as a big a character as he seems to be on uh, on the show today. He was 
you know, let me let me tell you about let me tell you about Terry. Yes, you know, I mean, what we see today with Mr. Bradshaw, and I tell you what, he's a funny man. He, he makes me laugh every time we get together, um, just because of who he is and and what he is, and um, you know, and Terry. He, Terry always, Terry hasn't changed. I mean, he, he just got uh, more experience. <laughs> He's gotten <laughs> older, um, and uh, uh, and when he, you know, when he came into the league, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him, a lot of things that he had to do. He was the number one choice for the Steelers, so that expectation was high for him to be able to be the quarterback. But like everybody else, when you're young and you're 22 years old, and you're trying to you're put into the spotlight of having to develop as a as this uh, as a savior, you know, is that it, 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 um, it, you know, he had to go through some learning curves. Um, and then, you know, being from Louisiana, being that good old boy, you know, he just uh, he talked with that little southern slang of his and uh, uh, and so all of a sudden people, you know, were criticizing him for you know, uh, not being real bright, but uh, I tell you this: <laughs> the man, although is 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 has done a wonderful job of not only getting us four Super Bowls and, uh, in, in 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 the Super in the in the seasons that we've played, being very successful in what he's done, um, and uh, you know, and he's just uh, he's a he's a good friend, uh, and uh, you know, I respect him uh, a lot. Because he's been uh, he's been through a lot, and uh, uh, but he's a good teammate. Okay, so you had you had a few experiences with Mr. Bradshaw, right? If I can just say a couple things, you know, I, I got to know Rocky, and um, I have not spoken directly to Lee Greenwood, but I've talked to Lee through his people. We're having trouble Lee coming through as well, uh, but. Uh, the event that got us all together is this Warriors for Hope. It combines the St. Jude people with the Warriors to Citizen group. A lot of people say, what the heck do those two groups have in common? And what we have in common is we both help people that have worthy people, I'd say, that have long-term needs, either medically or psychologically. And uh, the, there's an event uh, January 28th, which will start at noon, but it's also going to be played on YouTube and other uh, uh, outlets. Uh, so if you miss it at noon, if you sign up, we can get you on to watch the show. Lee is going to be uh, singing. Uh, he's also our host. He's been tremendously gracious in recording uh, a lot of the show for us. Uh, and he was tremendously gracious in that he brought in his own uh, video crew to uh, record him and uh, provide the what what people see this coming uh, January 28th. Um, we have a huge auction. They'll be a part of that, David. And I'll just I'll list just a couple of things, and maybe uh, depending on, on time, I can list a few others. But there's going to be four autographed guitars. Lee's actually going to personalize uh, what what whoever bids highest on on. He has two guitars in there. Uh, there's also a guitar from Vince Gill of the Eagles, Riley Green, an up-and-comer from uh, country. Uh, we have two beer-tasting packages, a wine-tasting package, uh, a beach house at Tybee Island. We have RCA vacation trips. 
with uh, uh, airfare, not airfare, but air, air tickets included with that. We have, uh, from the military side, we have books from eight Medal of Honor uh, recipients that have been autographed. There's food certificates and a lot more. There's approximately 50 items that we have that the group has come up with. And then there's another 25 that uh, Rocky's Auction House, who's worked with us, uh, has brought in uh, for sports memorabilia. Included in the sports memorabilia is uh, four autograph uh, jerseys from Rocky's four Super Bowl uh, teams uh, on, on the Steelers. He's got uniforms from each year. And he'll be um, uh, auctioning those off as well. So we've got a, a lot of excitement, a lot of entertainment, as well as a, a great auction for people who sign up. Sign up's free, doesn't cost anything. And you can sign up at www.warriors, that's plural, plural, warriors, the number four, uh, hope, dot events. So it's warriors for hope. Dot events and again four is the number four not f o r. Okay, uh, Rocky, are you still with us? I'm still there. Okay, uh, did Lee join us? Evidently not. Um, you know, uh, what other? Yeah. By the way, uh, I think I mentioned. Uh, you realize this is Military Appreciation Month. And also, if uh, if you're watching online, um, Joe has a red sweatshirt on. I have my red, white, and blue shirt on because Fridays are red shirt days. And uh, it doesn't mean that you've been held out of your football team. It means that we're honoring veterans, active duty, and our first responders by wearing a red shirt on Friday. Uh, so that that's why we're in red here at the studio, and we uh, we promote that all the time. That uh, we have to respect our veterans and um, show them that we respect them. And it's it's a great thought that uh, there's a month military month, and uh, we're right in the middle of it. As a matter of fact, so with that, uh, you came back from Nam. It, it had to be. A heck of an adjustment, and at that point, uh, at that point, uh, um, there was no warrior to citizens. And you know, was, if I may jump in, David, sure. And I, I and I hear you're talking about going back to Vietnam. When I was going back to Vietnam, it was kind of an interesting story from my point of view. Well, what, what I heard, because uh, Lee called in, he said he can hear us, but we can't hear him. And I don't know why. Well, I don't either. Well, we keep trying. I just want to say Lee Lee was has been just tremendous for us. Um, he was asked to be our host. He uh, said yes immediately. Uh, he brought his own video crew in to videotape him. Uh, or record him. He also recorded a song, one that we'll all know, God Bless the USA, his famous song. We heard him come in, but... Rocky, you're still there with us, right? 
But well, well, again, what I can say is Lee's got uh, a large part of the show that will be coming up on January 28th. That's Thursday, January 28th. He was, he's recorded a, a, a lot of uh, material for us, as has Rocky. Uh, and as I said, Lee brought in his own crew, you know, so it wouldn't cost the charity any anything. He brought his own crew in to record, make these recordings, and so we would get really great sound quality of, of, of him singing. And he was kind enough to also provide uh, us two guitars, which he will sign and personalize. Whoever bids the highest on those two guitars uh, will send a message back with whatever people would like to have Lee say, within reason, of course. Not anything, but within within reason. So um, we, we thank Lee for what he's done to help what we think will be our uh, a real successful uh, event. Uh, I'm getting a call now from Lee's agent. <laughs> Let me, let me see if I can find out what's going on with the, the call there. Scott? Um, you know what? Why don't you have him call my number and I'll put him on speaker. How's that? Yep. Let's try that. Okay, folks, sorry about this. Uh, these technical difficulties. Out of our power some. We're going to try it. You know, technology is great when it works, and you know what it's like when it doesn't, and we're having one of those moments when it's not. Um, we'd really like to get a few words in from Lee, and they're going to call me on my cell, and I'm going to turn it up as loud as I can and put it in the speaker, and hopefully we'll be able to hear something. Not perfect, but it's still Lee Greenwood, and who doesn't want to hear from Lee, Lee Greenwood? Rocky, one thing about you while we're waiting, if, if, if that's all right, I'll do the talking since we're, having, since we're having this trouble. A lot of people don't know that you not only were wounded and you received a, a Purple Heart, but you also received a Bronze Star for your valor. Uh, it's part of the story a lot of people don't know about you. Right. Rocky, i got to ask one other question. You were talking about the grenade launch. I assume that was the M79. The M... Pardon? Uh yeah, the M seventy nine grenade launcher. Okay, I just got. Lee. Oh, and I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's a, all right. We we've got we've got that's, that's okay, Rocky. We've got Lee on now. Grenade launcher. Okay, I've got Lee here. Like a uh, one. Hold on, hold on, Rocky. Let's hear from. Hi, good morning. Can you hear? Hello. Yes, we're we're here. Good to have you here. Sorry for the technical difficulties, Lee, and thank you so much for joining us. That's all right. Were you talking to Rocky Blyer? Yes, sir. And, of course, a friend. And Terry Batchaw is a close friend of as mine as well. I've sang several times for the Steelers. Lee, uh, I, this is David Moxley. And, uh, it's Hi, David. Good morning. Good morning. It's certainly a pleasure to have you on America's Web Radio. And uh, just to get charged up before I left my house today, I... Uh, had to, had to listen to God bless the USA, and uh, get you fired up on it. Oh yeah, and I I got to see you in person. Um, uh, I don't know if you. This was several years ago. Uh, uh, Nick was a friend of mine that uh, had a situation uh, here in Atlanta, and you came and uh, performed, and and it was great. Uh, but I'm curious, you you and your wife have two sons. Do they have the talent that you do? Are they interested in music like you are? 
Well, they both are. Uh, our older son was a great singer and, and uh, actor in high school. He went on to Washington University to get a biochem major and uh, sang in the men's choir, but then moved on to purely science. He's a researcher now at Vanderbilt, uh, getting a PhD in, in cancer research. Wow. The younger son, also a great actor-singer, did pursue the music. He's at TCU in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, musical composition and uh, chancellor scholar. And so he has another semester there uh, before he jumps off into the nebulous, which is called the entertainment world. <laughs> well, are you going to write a song called The Horn Frogs? <laughs> no, they already have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I went to one of their competitors, graduated from Texas Tech, so. Uh, oh, really? I know TCU well. Red Raiders. Yes, sir. I, I've got it all over my office. It's sort of a disease, I think. <laughs> anyway, uh, your career has just been amazing, and and I don't know of anyone that doesn't know of, of um, God bless the USA, and we certainly need that today. And I, I you know, I, I was reading uh, information from your bio and stuff about how it had been number one a number of times. I can see it coming back for a sixth time being number one. Well, that would make me proud, of course. We do an awful lot uh, to try to unite the nation. We also do an awful lot to try to help our veterans. Oh. Um, have you, we have a, I, I've got to go ask ahead. a question in that I would love for, I hope, you've, or hope you'll have the opportunity to check out our website. We do a lot of veteran shows. Uh, we have a show called A Veteran's Story. And I always ask uh, the, whoever I'm interviewing, uh, veteran wise is if they can uh, if they can uh, name one veteran that can tell one story and that's an impossibility I'm sure it is I've never served in the military but I've done over 30 USO tours and raises me the courage the strength the sacrifice that our military makes um, our organization out of Houston is called Helping a Hero and we build homes for wounded warriors so it's a, it's, a, it's a great honor for us to do that. Oh, we have to uh, we have to remember our veterans today and uh, they've all we've all raised our hands at one point or the other and uh, if you know they're our history and we also encourage all veterans to take their grandkids or their kids or whatever put them on the knee and tell them about their experience they don't have to tell about the gory part just their experience of being in the military and we certainly promote the military that it's a great not just something to do but it can it can turn out to be a great occupation i wanted to mention something that is going to is important to me january 28th this year I can't hardly imagine 2021. I didn't think I'd live to 2000, but um, here we are to 2021. We're doing a benefit, a virtual benefit, uh, and I'm hosting the event. It's called Inaugural Warriors for Hope, which is warrior to citizen. And uh, these veterans that come home, they need work, and they need to go to work and find jobs. And so uh, this high-profile event will broadcast worldwide uh, on multiple social media channels, and I'll raise awareness as for, of course, for your for the Warrior to Citizen. That's January 28, 2021, so kind of watch for that, okay? I'll be hosting it. And uh, you and I think Rocky's going to be involved with you as well. Rocky and Lee are both on the phone with me right now. That's oh, how we're they? hearing. Yeah, they're both All on right. together. Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? 
and this is rock. Oh, well, wait, this is better. You know, I, I, I'm sorry I had to jump off the uh, conference line and, you know, and I... Piggybacking on, uh, on on Joe's line. So um, anyway, was that Lee? Yeah. Oh, Lee. Uh, thanks uh, so very much for hosting um, the January twenty eighth uh, uh, event uh, and auction. Uh, that's 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 really tremendous. And I just I wanted to personally uh, say thank you for lending your name and your exposure and everything you represent. Uh, and I'm just um, happy to be able to tag along and, and uh, say that I'm on the same show with Lee. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. Awesome. So thank you. Can the, can the two of you t- just explain just briefly how you got involved with this event? Because Warriors to Citizen has been something that's brand new, but Warriors to Citizen Inc. Uh, is uh, a.k.a. Warrior to Citizen, which is the number two and Citizen TM. It's just a really... Uh, expressive way to say thank you to our veterans uh, in a way that everybody, when they come home from war or from combat, they actually feel more normal when they find a job because that's they've been doing a job protecting our country for a number of years. And, and to fit back in, you actually need to have work as much as possible. So awareness is how I got involved uh, through my agency, and I'm just proud to have the ability to host it, even if it's virtual. Rocky, what about you? You know, and well, I mean, it's, and it's the same thing uh, as uh, as Lee had made mention. It's the it's a it's an awareness factor, and so warriors uh, to citizens. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, 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 Michael Roberts, who uh, heads up and runs the uh, that foundation. Um, so we've been together for ten years, as a matter of fact, uh, and um, uh, and. Uh, talking about those issues and those those problems, not only from work and transitions, but really from transitions uh, out of the service, into the service, during the service, uh, and how it affects, you know, the family. And it's really that whole family structure that becomes very important, um, you know, in, in, in overcoming the, uh, the, 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 the obstacles that, um, uh, that, a soldier kind of learns, which is, or or is implied in, in that um, you can you you. Uh, it's all about you, uh, and it's not. It's really all about you know you and the family, and uh, and, and that trickle down effect that 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 happens. So through. Um, uh, uh, seminars, uh, uh, continuous, uh, uh, um, uh, support, uh, we've, we've got programs together to help the, the moral injury issues, um, the separation issues, uh, family issues, uh, communication issues, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and how it affects the family and the child. So, uh, I got involved because much like Lee is that you can give it exposure. You can, you can talk about it and, uh, and, and people will uh, more likely listen to you than, um, than it to, to Mike Roberts. And so, uh, it became very important to me. And so that's why I've been involved all these years, uh, with that organization. And now Joe, of course, um, with um, 
St. Jude's and uh, Warriors for Hope. Uh, what a great uh, combination uh, of working and, and getting that whole message out of, uh, of a family structure and how important that is. Lee, I know you've had a tight schedule and you you, you were going to join us just for a few minutes. I, I'm just going to ask you both if you could stay on a little bit longer given the technical difficulties we had. I think you're going to have a, a way of maybe editing some <laughs> problems we had out and, <laughs> and edit back in what, what, what good is being spoken about now. Is, is that okay with you too? Yeah, I won't be able to stay on the line. I have another one at ten fifteen. Okay. Well, if you can stay on as, you, as long as you can, we'll keep Rocky as well. Okay, ten fifteen okay, should okay. be good. Sorry. Okay. So, Lee, let me ask you a question. Um, uh, you have a concert also coming up in Huntsville, Alabama. Is that true? Yes, it's a major show. It's called a tribute to my music. It'll be um, uh, in October. Um, and I don't know if you all know where the Von Braun Center is there in Huntsville. I played that building several times uh, on tour. But um, I have at least 30 or 40 major artists from Nashville and around the United States that are going to come and perform my songs on stage. Um, and I'll just sit there and listen. And it's going to be fabulous because it's a, it's a way to honor the writers uh, and the singers, musicians, and producers who and engineers who who made all my music for forty years. That's good. That good. Good for you. Uh, October twelfth for for the show this coming uh, January twenty eighth. You're also singing a song for that event as well, correct? Yes, I am. Proudly. Proudly. Okay, I think we know what song that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> Rocky will be on the show with you, and I think also joining you too will be Cece Winans. Cece, mm-hmm, that's correct. Yeah, she's she's won I think twelve Grammy awards. Uh, fantastic voice. I think she's gonna. What, what is what is Cece gonna be doing for us, Lee? I don't know what she's gonna sing, but I it'll, it'll be something that'll stir you. I'm sure. I mean, Cece and BB Winant are the, some of the finest singers in the United States and maybe in the world. I, I think we have her slated to sing the anthem, the national anthem. Well, that'll get it. Yeah, so Lee, Lee, I know, is opening the show, and then uh, I think CeCe's going to sing the national anthem, and then we're bringing on Rocky, and Rocky's going to talk a little bit about his experiences in the military and uh, the, the problems that he spoke about earlier of, of what can happen when you're in battle and war and okay. the impacts it can have on a person. And then we have a, a, a lineup, but we have a... Colonel White, who will be talking about the two charities and his experiences. Then we'll have General McCarver. He'll be speaking about what happens to these poor uh, soldiers who come back. We always think about them when when they are soldiers. We, we need to spend more time about what happens with them afterwards. That's what our charity helps do, uh, this event. And then we're going to have a, a St. Jude patient family. In fact, we may have two St. Jude patient families speak. Uh We'll have the CEO from uh, St. Jude speak as well as fantastic speaker. And then John Stegman uh, will be speaking to him. He's a CEO of a large company who has found a way to get his employees involved uh, and behind a charity. And he says it's not only benefiting the charity, but it's helping his company. And that's part of what this is all about is that we need to get and rally around the people who need our help. These worthy people with these long-term uh, illnesses, uh, whether it be mental or physical. I want to give uh, Rick White a plug. Uh, you mentioned his name, and uh, Colonel Rick White in retired, and he is the uh, director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. 
and Rick does a fantastic job. And if you haven't been to the Hall of Fame, it's all of the Georgians that have served uh, from the, almost from the Revolution on. And it tells their stories as you're walking through. And the location is the Floyd Building right across the street from the Georgia Capitol. And it is a great thing to take your kids to, your grandkids to, and tell them about the heroes that have served from Georgia. Uh, Lee, what? how did you get in? You've done how many USO tours? About 30. I started working with the USO when I was... Um 15 years old, my first tour was to Alaska before it was a state, and um, graduated high school in 1960, and, um, and and I was working with the USO up and down the state of California, because that's where I lived, in Sacramento, Right. and uh, McClellan, Mayfair Air Force Base, March Air Force Base, and then down to Fort Ord for the Army, and uh, 29 Palms for the Marines, mentioned. when we went to Alaska, uh, we could not go there without a girl. I mean, they had to have, they said, we have, you're going to play in the blockhouse where we have the, the planes and, and, and you have to have a girl in the act. And so we hired a Hawaiian dancer. It was pretty funny. Um, you know, to, we had kind of a rock country show and we just had to kind of do some things from South Pacific to funnel in this Hawaiian girl to dance a little bit because the guys, you know, they were isolated for a long period of time and just needed to see an American woman. Yeah. Uh, but our USO tours took me all the way through Bob Hope's final tour. Wow. Eight shows around the world, 25,000 miles in eight days. Wow. And uh, oh, wow. we did shows every single night, slept in the plane, two, two 141s and, uh, from Oklahoma, and, uh, and, and got back. And uh, that was a great experience, you know, meeting Bob Hope and, and working with him. There's some film of that, but very little, because the Hope family owned it all and don't release it. You know, wow. you mentioned Fort Ord. That's near and dear to me. That's where I did my basic in AIT. So, I I know I know the bad parts of Fort Ord as well. Is it's actually a very beautiful place, and I believe now it's a university. But anyway, we you know I want to thank you for any number of veterans that have heard you and and what you've done for the USO and for veterans and your graciousness and your you you've just uh, above and beyond. And uh, you're on, I believe, uh, was it President Carter that uh, nominated you or uh, or Obama that, uh, that you're on the... President uh, Bush, 43, actually uh, appointed me to the National Endowment of the Arts Council. I am still there. Uh, President Trump appointed me to the Kennedy Center Honors. And uh, as a trustee, I'm still there as well. That's fine. Other than that, I don't do government business. <laughs> Only USO tours. Well... Thank you for your service to all of us, and thank you, you know, I think easily enough I can speak for the one time I can speak for the whole country, and that is thank you for writing and producing God Bless the USA. If you're ever a little bit down, or in my situation a little bit down, and you want to get pepped up, all you have to do is listen to Lee Greenwood and God Bless the USA. For me, it's not. It, it, if I don't hear that on the Fourth of July, I haven't had a Fourth of July. It's, it's it's that integral. Thank you. That makes me proud. I always listen for Ray Charles to sing "America the Beautiful." Uh, it's an inspiration to me as well. I got to jump off the call, Rocky. Great to talk to you, man. Hey, same here, Lee. 
I certainly admire you, not just for your military service, but your uh, days in football. You're the man. Well, I appreciate it. No, no, you, you're the man. <laughs> I love you. I love your socks. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great morning, guys. Okay. Thank you, Lee. I, I want to say to you, just, you know, before we wrap is, uh, I've gotten to know Rocky through this event. I, I didn't know him before I knew of him. I knew him when he was a stealer. I knew a little bit about his background in, in military, but I didn't know the, the extent. Um, and I, I'll tell you, I don't think there's a finer guy uh, that I've been with. He has been so helpful to us. He's so down to earth. As I said, he's even attended some of our, our, our meetings, just our regular meetings about what's going to come next, what do we have to do. And he and I had a, a bonding session uh, last Monday. <laughs> the, the story he told about the, the unfortunate case where the uh, soldier called into his wife and 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 told her that he loved her and then committed suicide. Uh, Rocky told that story because I had told a story about St. Jude that I knew. And I told Rocky in advance that I have trouble getting through the story, and I always end up bawling. And... Here I don't I I don't know Rocky that well, but we have this phone call and I'm bawling like a little kid <laughs> telling him this this story and he was kind enough to just kind of take it all in stride and he said well let let me tell you a story and and so he's telling his story he starts bawling so the two of us are on the phone call bawling together and laughing just as as Rocky is is right there as we're bawling and laughing and bawling and laughing he Rocky Rocky Blyer is a first class guy. I have to say, he's a first class guy. And that's right. Now, now the world knows. Thanks, David, for having Joe on to tell that story. Oh. <laughs> I'll hold it against you for the rest of my life. Well, we just no, we just know that. Uh, that's what happens when you get a couple old guys together. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm older than all of you guys, so. Well, that's true. Now we got to get you. You got to tell us story, not now, but anyway, we'll get you into that ring as well. Well, we'll we'll do it. And uh, Rocky, thank you for being on today. It's uh, it, it it's a pleasure I, I, working. This, I, yeah, and that's why they had such a the, the, the difficult uh, technical difficulty in the beginning of understanding um, what was happening, and so uh, I apologize for that. And no, no. I didn't dominate <laughs> or roll on too much well, um, in my answers. But anyway, thank you. But we thanks seem... for all the support that you've given us. And, oh, you're welcome. And, uh, and yeah, we're gonna you. we're gonna give you more. Yeah. Again, just Good. if I can, can the Warriors for Hope event. Which benefits both St. Jude and, uh, Warriors to Citizen and really not them. It's really the people that we serve. We're trying to help these people with long-term, uh, medical or psychological needs. Uh, uh, will be again January 28th. That's Thursday at, uh, noon. It'll be, it'll be offered in other services as well. Please sign up for the auction. The auction, uh, link will be available on Monday. We have tremendous items there and I want to thank all of our sponsors, too, that are on our website, uh, they're in all our mailers. I want to thank them for their support and allowing us, allowing Rocky and I and other people to put on this show with Lee Greenwood, CeCe Winans, and others uh, uh, to benefit these worthy people who need our help. And just one uh, announcement from America's Web Radio. We're, we're running, obviously, one hour late on uh 
doing our meditation show, but Deru's here, our Kung Fu master is here, and he's been gracious enough to give us an extra 30 minutes because we had the problems, but he'll be starting his show momentarily. Uh, Rocky, thank you very much, and I'm going to, do you mind if I steal uh, your telephone number from uh, Joe and give you a call later? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, anytime. David, anytime. Give <laughs> me, just thank you, sir. Drop me a text or give me a call. Okay. Love you like a brother, Rocky. Love you like a brother. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Stay tuned All right. for... Uh, Thank you, David. Yes, Thanks, sir. Bye-bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.